hey, are there any of you this morning that just feel like, um, I don't know, like a prodigal child? Like you're, you're back here this morning going like, oh, I think God wants to give me another shot, but maybe you're even like sitting in the back, maybe not physically, but even emotionally, because you're like, I just, I don't know that God's really pumped to see me again. Um, which is a lie, by the way. He's pumped to see you. Because he calls you back, not on your works and righteousness, but on the work of Jesus. He's calling you back. Um, is that any of you this morning, or am I just way off on that one? Is that... Is that anyone? Just give me like a quick one of these. Okay, a lot of you. Sweet. I just want to pray for you, okay? Oh, I pray against shame right now and I command it to leave in Jesus' name. For those that are sitting here, God, that uh, you're calling to yourself and they don't know you, God, would you open up their heart to the power of the gospel? The grace, the mercy that is found in Jesus Christ and in him alone. So God, I pray that the power of the gospel would go forth this morning and penetrate the depth of their heart. For those that know you've just walked away or believe lies about you, God, God that you would call them back to yourself right now, this morning, God. That, that, that even them being here, that they would see the step of you beckoning, you calling, you wooing, you drawing them. Not shaming them and condemning them, but as a father. It's like, oh, it's so good to have you back home. God, that they would embrace, be embraced by your love. Thank you that our hope is in your steadfast love. I pray a peace over these folks this morning that are feeling this way. And I thank you for being so gracious. You are so kind. We, are so, we screw up so much and you just keep calling us back home. Thank you. You're so awesome. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Um, so... We have been in, going through the Psalms, focusing on intimacy with the Lord the past number of weeks, and we just keep saying, like, the Lord's keeping us here, and we're going to keep here until the Lord says to stop. And so, um, this past week, we invited you to participate in reading Psalm 147 together, and next week, we're going to have you read 148 um, this, this week, and really paying attention to what's the, what does this say about the Lord? Paying attention to a little section, this is, okay, what... What, what grabs your heart, and what does it say about the Lord, and then give him praise for that. So they're doing the same thing downstairs with the kids. Our kids downstairs aren't being babysat. They're not being, like, entertained. They're learning how to encounter the Lord Jesus Christ in the Word and in prayer, in the real stuff. They don't have the Holy Spirit Junior. It's not like church light down there, right? I'm serious. Like our kids are learning the real stuff of what it means to follow Jesus. It means that they can hear the voice of the shepherd that loves them. And wants to lead them and guide them and direct them. It is awesome. One of my favorite questions I ask my kids um, after Sunday when they're like, well, I know crazy when we get home. is like, hey, what did you talk about? What, what, ver what verses were you in at church this morning? And what did God say to you? It's amazing, the simplicity of the faith. Going, oh, God said this, 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 and this. It's awesome. So my friend Isaiah, I'm going to invite my, my man Isaiah up. The Lord was speaking to him last week. They were also in Psalm 146 last week. And um, hearing the voice of the Lord, hey, let's grab this thing. Come on up. Oh, yeah, right on. Say, uh, can everyone say hi to Isaiah? Hi. I'm going to have you step out. You want, whatever, you're more comfortable. Here, here, over there, whatever you want. Um, so they were in Psalm 146. And you asked the Lord to speak to you based on, um, on that, right? And what does it say about who he is? So the Lord said all kinds of things to you about who he is. And I think you're going to read this, right? Awesome. I am thankful 
for a God of so much grace and love, and he always fights for us to come to him. How the only way we are set free is through him. He made trees, grass, and you. He is good. He made the ground we are sitting on. I love him, and he loves me. He made my heart beat, and my muscles work, and my hair grow. And lots of us ignore all these things. Lots of people need to know. So show love and become a believer yourself. Boom, right? Thanks, bro. Good job. Well, on that note, go in peace, right? Have a good week. It's like, whoo. I mean, right? And here's the thing. Just as the Lord speaks to our kids, he wants to speak to you too. Like he's a God that's powerful, but he's also a God that's near. And so I pray that the Lord would tune our ears, and, uh, the ears of our heart to him this morning. I'm going to pray real quick again. God, you know I'm short on time, and um, I just ask that you would, you would lead God what you want me to cover this morning. Amen. All right. Psalm 147. The Holy Spirit's awesome for a lot of reasons, but um, the Holy Spirit often will highlight right, the same thing. The same thing that the uh, Holy Spirit stirred Daniel to write in the Psalms are the same things that the, the Holy Spirit was stirring in a lot of us this week, those same verses out of Psalm 147. So I'm going to um, jump into those Psalms from Psalm 147. Um, I want to start in verse 10. We'll do 10 and 11, and then we'll jump up to a couple up, up higher. His, meaning God's delight, is not in the strength of the horse, nor his pleasure in the legs of a man. But the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those whose hope is in his steadfast love. Um, so he says, the Lord, he does not delight in the strength of a horse. What's that mean? Uh, a lot of times they would fight, our armies would have horses. It was like their tanks, if you will. Um, and, and so they would find, people would find that, oh, we got a lot of protection in the strength of these horses. Look at all these horses we have. This is unbelievable. We're protected. We're well cared for. This is great. But says, the Lord doesn't find favor in, in the, the strength of a horse. And then it also says, nor take pleasure in the legs of a man. That's kind of weird, right, when you hear that? What does that mean? Nor does he take pleasure in the legs of man. That just means in a man's strength, his speed, his skill, his ability. The Lord's like, I, I don't take pleasure in your, the way that the world views strength and power. And he says, this is instead whom he takes pleasure in. Mm -hmm. He says this. But the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him. In those whose hope is in his steadfast love. Like he says explicitly, the Lord takes pleasure in those who what? Fear him. Like, the, the fear of the Lord is 
uh, incredibly important. I mean, Hope students, I had the privilege of sharing a little bit with this you, a little bit of this with you at chapel this week. Um, but this idea of fear of the Lord is very essential for intimacy. As we've been talking about intimacy with the Lord, we want to cultivate intimacy with God. He's brought us into relationship with himself. I think one of the things that hinders our relationship of deeper intimacy with the Lord is a lack of fear of the Lord. Psalm 25 says this. Psalm 25, 14 says, The friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him. And he makes known to them his covenant, right? The friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him. You want to have a friendship with the Lord? It starts with, first of all, fearing the Lord. E even the way this is translated here, the, the term friendship with the Lord, it's translated, the word means like secret um, counsel, meaning uh, that you, he shares the deep stuff with us. Think about it with your friends, right? I, I don't know about you, but I don't share a lot of the nitty-gritty uh, stuff deep down in here with just anybody. I say that for my closest friends, the people that are closest to me, that can be trusted, that, that respect and honor what I'm about to share them. I share the deep things in my heart, and that's what the Lord says he does with us. For those who fear him, he brings us into deep intimacy with himself, and he shares us the deep and secret things that he, he wants to share with us. That is deep intimacy, but it starts with fear of the Lord. So the question is, what's the fear of the Lord? Like, oftentimes, if you grew up like, like me, right, you hear fear of the Lord, you're like, ah, right, it's, um, maybe not, I got, uh, um, now there is a sobering aspect of fear of the Lord, don't get me wrong, like, especially if you don't know the Lord, like, you see this throughout scripture, when people encounter the living God, they like, they fall flat on their face, when you come face to face with the most holy God, and you recognize the weight of your sin in light of the most holy, pure, righteous, and just God, that does bring terror, because what it comes, what brings to mind is the fact that we haven't just sinned against some guy in the sky, we've sinned against the creator of the universe, the one who is holy, true, and pure, and that our sin rightfully deserves death and eternal separation from him, like, that should bring terror to us if we don't know the Lord, but what's awesome in psalm 147 is is that he's not only close or finds pleasure in those who fear the lord it also whose hope is in his unfailing love so the fear of the lord doesn't cause us to run away from the lord but causes us to come close to the lord yes it's true as we see oftentimes in scripture you look at like uh, Paul is an example, John in Revelation, at the beginning of Revelation, Isaiah and Isaiah chapter 6, they encounter the Lord, but God doesn't like kick them to the curb, he, he brings them up. He says, yes, you're sinful, but I make you pure. Like, that's the way it is for some of you this morning. Some of you like maybe feel uncomfortable encountering the presence of the Lord, but the Lord doesn't show you that so you run away from him. It shows you his holiness and, and glory so that you'll worship him, but so that you'll understand your need for a savior to come close to him. Hope is in the presence, uh, the hope is in those who fear the Lord, but also who those who hope in his steadfast love. So, fear the Lord. Okay, if you don't know the Lord, yes, it creates a lot of fear, but what is the fear of the Lord for those that profess Jesus Christ as Lord? It's this aspect of awe, of reverence, of worship. And I think a lot of times, unfortunately, we just think Jesus is like, he's my dog, he's my boy, he's my home, right? He's, he's close, and he is, right? He's our friend, he's close. But he's not only our friend, he's the king of kings and he's the lord of lords. Right? The God that we worship, he's our dad. And I like my kids, I like to wrestle with them, I like to play, I like to hang with them. I, I like to provide for them, I like to do all those things. God is a father, but he's also our king. And sometimes I think that unfortunately gets lost. That there should be an awe and a reverence for him and a worship for who he is. And it says this in Hebrews chapter 12. It says... 
12, 28. Let us therefore be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. I mean, I think that's sometimes a natural thing that takes place when we understand that Jesus is the king of a kingdom that is unlike any other kingdom. That his kingdom is eternal. That his kingdom of light is more powerful than the kingdom of darkness. And time and time and time again, in the midst of darkness all around us, we see the kingdom of light pushing back the kingdom of darkness. And we only get a glimpse of it. And when we come to realize that the power that's on display in the kingdom of God that goes forth, that the power of this king is a king who is not dead but alive, who is seated in heaven at the right hand of the Father, that king, when we see that king on display, our response should be, whoa. Oh my goodness. Our heart shouldn't be like, yeah, that was all right. Dude's leg got healed. That's pretty cool. Guy raised from that. All right, that's really cool. No, when we encounter that, it'd be like, oh my goodness, look at who this Jesus is. He's worthy of my worship. He's worthy of our reverence, of our awe, our respect, and our honor. And that's why, like, Here's the, I know, like, we come into this place week by week. You, you worship together as a couple or as a family or with friends. We, we worship. And, and again, we have all kinds of feelings and emotions, but I think sometimes we forget. Like, when we come to worship the Lord, whether it be in the secret place on your own or we come corporately like this or with other brothers and sisters, we aren't just singing nice words to some guy in the sky. We are singing to the one who is present in this place, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the God who is up there, but the God who has chosen to dwell in our midst. Like, you know, let's jump up. Jump up to Psalm, verse 3 of Psalm 147. Like, I, I think, talk about the fear of the Lord. Um, the ways that we, we grow in the fear of the Lord is first, as it says in Proverbs, you just ask for it and keep asking for it. We don't just ask for it and desire it, but we, we seek it. Like, it's a, seek it like a buried treasure. And this wisdom of the Lord, I'm sorry, the fear of the Lord is called the treasure of God. It's a treasure that we should seek and pursue and pursue and pursue to get more and more and more of the fear of the Lord. So the first thing is ask for it. But then there's also this revelation. We have a revelation of who God is in his word. That's why we're so passionate in this season of, of, yes, we want you to obey what God says, but we want to first and foremost focus on who is God? What does the word say about who he is? Because we believe that when we encounter the God of the word, that our eyes will be open to who he is and we will grow in the fear of the Lord. This is what it says about who our God is. This is just like a little snippet of who this God is. Verse 3. He, meaning God, he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. He determines the numbers of the stars. He gives to all of them their names. Great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. I mean, come on. That is awesome. Think about it for a minute here, right? Like it says... That this God that we worship is a God that's not just created the heavens and the earth. We hear that, we're like, oh, that's cool. No, he has created every single star in the sky, and he's given them a name. Not just the ones that we look out at night and you can see with your own eyes. Not just the ones that you can see with the telescope. Not just the one in our galaxy or nearby galaxies. The God of the universe is created and put into place and named the stars that you don't even know are out there because they're so far away. When we hear the awe of the Lord, that should put just a, a, a reverence in our heart. But sometimes, honestly, right? Like some of you are like, okay, that's really cool and all, but like I've had a terrible week. 
I'm glad God names stars and such and takes care of this. But like, what about me? And here's the beauty. Is that this contrast, this psalmist contrasts the reality that God is out there and he's big and he's powerful. But he's not just some distant God that's creator of the heavens and the earth. But he's also the God that, boom, binds up the brokenhearted. He's the one that takes care of all the things in the sky and the sea and all that is in them. But boom, he heals your wounds. How awesome is that? That just as we see the, the reality of the power of God in all of creation, that we see him entering into our lives and situations, and he does what he promises that he does, which he always does what he promises that he'll do, it should spark not just a, oh, that was cool, but an awe and a reverence and a worship. What we see throughout scripture is not just in the word, but signs and wonders. And signs and wonders go for, forth, miracles, right? The, the response to that, again, isn't just to be like, oh, that was neat, but to draw us to himself. Like we see this over and over in the book of Acts. We see this in, uh, Jesus does this in the book of Luke. He heals a paralyzed guy. The guy picks up the mat, and this is the response of people. It's, uh, it's like in Luke 5, and it says, And amazement seized them all, and they glorified God, and were filled with awe, saying, We have seen extraordinary things today. Like, listen, Rampart, we, we, we're all about the word. This is our foundation. This is what we love. We will obey and, and follow. But also with the word, and subservient to the word, is we want to walk in the signs and the wonders that God has for us. Not because we're like, oh, that's cool, but because it's just as Jesus says, it is a tool to bring people to repentance, to show that this God is not dead. He's actually alive, and he cares about our situation. Not only does he care, but he can do something about it. All right, there's always a caution. Like, oh, I'm going to chase signs and wonders. That's why Jesus says, woe to you, uh, Chorazin, woe to you, Bethsaida. If these miracles would happen in this city or that city, they would have turned and followed me by now. So the point isn't just like, ooh, cool miracle. Yes, it's like, well, that's an incredible miracle. But oh my goodness, look what it reveals about who this God is that we worship. He is unbelievable. I, I believe this morning... The Lord doesn't want us just to talk about the fear of the Lord and growing in awe and reverence and worship of him. I believe the Lord wants to demonstrate it. And then it gets silent. Uh-oh, right? Uh. God wants to demonstrate to us that he's not only the creator, but he is the caregiver of our lives. That he's the king of kings and lord of lords, and that it is true that his kingdom is advancing, but it's also true that there's a kingdom of darkness that is active in this world and that will be active until Jesus comes and crushes it and puts it away completely. In the meantime, we see the effects of an enemy, the prince of this air who wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And some of you are experiencing that in your life, in your heart right now. There's sorrow, there's grief, there's sickness, there's sadness, there's devastation, there's heartache, there's broken relationships, and on and on and on and on. That's the reality of the kingdom of darkness that is active in our world. But God is not just out there somewhere. That God is actively on the front lines pushing back the kingdom of darkness and saying, I am more powerful than the kingdom of darkness. And then when we see the kingdom break forth, we see our king show his power, that our response would be, oh, God, you're worthy of it all. God, I worship you. So this morning, we want to leave an extended time of ministry and um, seeing what the Lord might want to do for signs and wonders. Um, yeah, let's do this.
there's a spiritual gift called, um, it's called words of knowledge. And you may be familiar with it. It's just knowing something about a situation or person that you wouldn't know naturally on your own. Something that the Holy Spirit reveals to you. And I think one of the primary purposes of that gift is, yes, in generic terms, to edify and encourage. But it says to the person who's the recipient of that, of, I'm not alone, God sees me. Yeah, God's up there, he's powerful. I know he's like, or, you know, he's Lord over all, but like it says, yeah, not only is he Lord over all, but like I see your circumstance and yours and yours and yours. It's an incredible gift. But here's the thing, we believe that these gifts aren't just for a few people, but for the saints. And so we want to give you an opportunity to hear from the Lord. And so we're going to worship together for a while, and as we worship, especially this next song or two, I, I invite you to hear from the Lord. Just ask him, is there anything that he would want to say to someone like, uh, someone that he wants to pray for, someone that he would want to highlight uh, a sickness or something going on in someone's life, um, I invite you to listen to the Lord. And here's the thing, whether, this is the case already Sunday, whether it's a word of knowledge, whether it's prophecy, whether it's a tongue or interpretation of a tongue um, or anything else you, you have to bring, uh, we try to do that in the most orderly way possible. And so we ask that you, whoever's sitting in these plastic chairs, it's Stacey and Dave right now, that you would just come forward while we're worshiping, that you'd come to them if you got some of the Lord's laid in your heart. And not everything you bring forward would be shared, right? There's a time to discern that and figure out how to best do that in an orderly fashion. So don't be offended if your word isn't shared, right? But we just invite you to participate. Listen to the Lord. And then um, we're just, we'll, we'll leave it there. We're going to worship, and we'll see what happens after that, okay? Stand up. Let's worship the Lord together. And I'll uh, pray, and uh, the band will come up. Oh, I'm going to pray real quick. God, would you uh, just continue to focus our gaze on you? And as, as Lynn said to us earlier, that no matter what we're going on, God, that we would lift our head. And for those that are too weak to lift our head to you, that you would do it for us. That we'd see your glory and splendor and wonder, God, and that our hearts would be moved in worship. We love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Um, here, here's a word. This is just maybe an example. Sometimes they're really specific. Sometimes they're more generic. And this, uh, again, we're all kind of learning and growing in this too. So this is very specific. Um, is there anyone in here named Joe who's wearing a purple shirt this morning? Anybody named Joe with a purple shirt? Again, here's the beauty of this. What you see on the display up here is that we do not put our hope in the power of a man or a band, but in the Lord. So I encourage you, just as I uh, right, read, read one that maybe didn't resonate, I encourage you to, um, if you've got some in your heart, bring it to these people. Let them test it out. Give it a go. We've got it's a God of grace as we walk in the gift of encouraging one another through the gifts of the Spirit.